Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast, the podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here is your host, Angela Spears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Living Podcast. This is Angela Spears, your host and Dream Living Coach. And uh, what does Dream Living Coach mean? It's uh, included in the introduction. I help people to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Just like to share that in case you're new to the podcast. Um, again, we are focused on career. And when I say we, I mean me and my good friends and 20 plus year HR professional and life coach extraordinaire, Terry Thomas. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Awesome. I've really been enjoying these uh, discussions we've been having. Uh, it's just, it's, first of all, it's great to talk to my friend who's also right. a professional. Uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of uh, similarities in our, our backgrounds, but also to just to share our experience and, and thoughts and perspectives on these topics in hopes to help someone else. So I am really enjoying this and I hope you are as well. I am. Uh, I am. I hope that everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> well, our listenership has been growing. So I think so. I think people are enjoying uh, this. And again, I always say, uh, if you, there's other topics you want us to talk about, feel free to share in the comments or um, in, via email. You can check me out at dreamlivingcoach.com and contact me there um, or on my Facebook group, group Dream Living Coach. So um, anyway, what are we talking about today? The power of negotiation. And again, in your career, it's really, really a good skill to have negotiation yeah. skills uh, if you're going to be successful in your career, whether it's you're negotiating your salary, whether it's you're negotiating uh, a promotion. Uh, the, these skills can come in really, really handy. And we're just going to share um, a few uh, tips on our perspective around negotiation. Now, the first component of negotiation that I'd like to talk about is, again, last time we talked about nailing the interview. And let's say you get the job, you get the job, you get an offer, and you get that offer. And you're like, hmm, I didn't get quite what I wanted. This is not quite the salary <laughs> I was hoping for. Um, I get the question often, um, is it okay to counter offer? Is it okay to counteroffer? So what what are your thoughts to, in that first question? Do you think it's okay to counteroffer? Absolutely. Okay. You should not, don't be afraid um, to make a, a counteroffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, the <clears throat> recruiter or whoever you, you know, talk to who makes the offer, that's the person you talk to, they'll be really honest with you because there's sometimes you'll make a counteroffer and they'll be like, you know what, that's the top of the range. We would, we did as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say, let me go back and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. So you never know what they're going to say, but you don't know unless you ask. So I would say always ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Um, yeah. And just on a personal note, this, this is something that's really hard for me personally in my career. Mm-hmm. And I used to be that person who, you know, they'd give me the offer. And I'd be like, okay, I'll take it mm-hmm. until I got a tip from somebody. You know, somebody's like, Terry, don't take the first offer. Always ask. Right. It's not, it's not going to hurt. And, and the recruiter actually expects it. So don't think that they're, you know, they're looking at it going, I can't believe 
They counteroffered <laughs> me. That's not going to be the case. They, they, they expect that kind of counteroffer. And they'll be honest with you. And if they can do more, they'll let you know they can do more. If they can't, they'll tell you that they can't. Right. So don't be That's afraid. That's good to know that HR expects that. I, I guess I I don't know that. I've never been in a recruiting role. So mm-hmm. that's that's really good to know. And I agree with you that uh, counteroffering is okay. Uh, and you validated that by saying, yeah, it's not a surprise to HR. They're not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they didn't just take this. What is wrong with them? Mm-hmm. That's not their perspective. And again, coming from an HR professional, I think that's that's great. It's glad for mm-hmm. me, good for me to hear because I've never really knew that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And I think too, um, a best practice that I use that I, that I would say has been helpful is when you get the offer, they also expect you to take time to review the offer in detail. You, you don't want to yes. be so anxious, like I'll take it. I would say I would need time to really review the details of the offer, the mm-hmm. salary. Some, a lot of times they give you an overview of the benefits, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for 401k, all of those things that it includes. And I personally take the time to review the benefits and compare it to the benefits and salary that I have now to see how much more it is, how, you know, how does it align to what I have now and also to what I need and what I expect. So I look at the benefits. I look at the cost of the benefits. (laughs) Uh, Really, I look at, you say, the the terminology used in corporations is the total rewards package. Correct. A lot of times in your organization, you can download a total rewards package that has the full value of everything you get from your bonus to your salary, to your benefits, to everything that you get total package. You want to look at the whole big picture, not just the salary, because the salary is not the only thing that makes up what you get. And then compare that apples to apples to what you are being offered. And I use that information to say, this, you know, let's say uh, I'm countering, I'm going to ask for more money. Or, you know, there's so different, so many different ways that you can ask or counter. So how I've done it in the past is like, here's my current salary to the proposed salary, the benefits and the benefits and kind of what the gaps are. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you got a higher bonus before at your last job, the your current job. I'm sorry, and then um, the bonus doesn't quite align, and then you can say, "I was I was expecting blah 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 blah," and then you can counter and mm-hmm. say, "I'd like for this range in the salary, I'd like uh, maybe asking for an additional sign-on bonus if mm-hmm. they don't if they are at the cap of the salary that they can offer you." Because sometimes, like you said, they initially out of the gate say, "This is the max; we can't offer you anymore." I've asked for more just in case, just to be mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I've been told that it's like if I can. Here are some options. I'm thinking of increased salary to this, an additional sign-on bonus. Just giving options for what mm-hmm. would be acceptable to me in terms of an offer. Right. And, and then, um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, when you say benefits, that makes me think because one of the things that's important to me is vacation, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at your offer, and I just specifically think about vacation, if you don't have the days that you want, let's say you're used to getting 15 days and they're only offering you 10, you're like, you know what? I'm used to three weeks of vacation or 15 days. I like, I would, you know, can I have 15 days of vacation? Just things like that. Like you said, yep. look at the gaps and see where you can fill it in. Yep. And I've gotten that too. I've got more vacation with an offer because what I was offered didn't even match what I had at, mm-hmm. with the current job. And so, and it, it, it worked. They may not give you everything you want, but um, 
it's you should ask. You should ask because yeah. that's yeah. that's the time that you're going to get the most ever is when you're negotiating out of the gate. It's hard to negotiate once you're already in the door for more money. And it's not to say that you you can't go and, and negotiate for more money or things like that if you've done um extraordinary work, or maybe you're behind in the market, maybe your salary doesn't match the market. Or maybe when you, um, when you've uh, negotiated in the beginning, they said, well, we'll, we'll reevaluate this later on, follow up in those things, you know, but again, negotiation is important. You want to be strategic about it. You want to really be thoughtful about what it is you're being offered, like based on what we were discussing and then being very strategic in what you're asking for. And, um, Let's say they come back and do a counteroffer and you're still not satisfied. <laughs> uh, what does HR think about that in, in those two situations if there's uh, uh, more than one back and forth? Yeah. So after like the first back and forth, it, it can get a little tenuous because then we're thinking, OK, are they going to take this job? Maybe we need to go on to the next candidate. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, it, it has to be one of those things where if you're the, the candidate, the candidate that we're giving the offer to. You, you come with a first counter offer and we say, we can do this. And you come back with something else and we say, you know what, that's the best that we can do or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you came back a third time, we'd be like, okay, we're, we're going to move on. Cause obviously we can't satisfy what yeah. you need, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then you have to be, okay. You have to think about, okay, what am I willing to walk away from? Right. Mm-hmm. Wh- where am I willing to draw the line or what, what am I willing to say yes to? And what am I willing to say no to? So mm-hmm. if you have like an ultimatum, like, Hey, you know, if I, I you know, well, cause maybe you can't do this, but I would be happy if we could do this and this, right. Mm-hmm. Have that like final thing in your mind. Um, but yeah, just know as you, as, as you get to that second counter offer, it may be like the, then HR is going to start thinking, okay, well maybe we need to go to candidate number two because candidate number one is not, you know, feeling it. Yeah. So um, you just have to be very mindful of that I think the first counter offer is fine. The second counteroffer, if it's like something really out of whack and you just can't do it, then we're going to start thinking something else. So you need to be like, I would, I would say you need to kind of wrap it up there. And I'm yeah. probably the conservative one. There may be people that be like, no, I'll counteroffer two and three times. When I get well, that, it's good to know that what HR kind of hate HR perceives it, because that's what a lot of people don't know, because we don't mm-hmm. if you're not in HR, you don't know. And so, that's again, the- this is information for me, too. Uh, the second time, it's like, OK, you probably want to wrap it up the second time, like maybe mm-hmm. you say, well, can maybe you just throw in maybe, And again, I think it would be okay if you just want to ask if they could throw in extra couple of days of vacation, or if they could throw in, I had this vacation time plan for such and such. And you want to throw that in. I think that would be okay, but yeah. probably not something major. Like, you know, I want another $20,000 bonus. And right. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> that's what that's, you need to get it all. Most of what you, you, putting out there in the first go round. And if they, mm-hmm. what they provide come back to you is not completely satisfactory. Just ask for something, maybe just, can you throw in this just to kind of as a last minute? Cause that the way you position it is like, okay, this is good, but can I, is it okay to have, add this? They, they still kind of know you're serious. Right. Um, Cause it sounds like what you're saying is, are they really serious about it? And I think you can still position that you're serious and ask for a couple more things. And if they mm-hmm. come back and say, no, then it's like, oh, then you have to decide, is this okay for me or not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, HR, you know, we doing the staffing, you know, we want to fill the position. So we're like, we want to get to it too. 
And if we feel like it's, you know, we're starting to play around too much, like, oh, they're just, they're just, you know, like you said, not serious. Then we're going to be like, well, you know, maybe we'll withdraw this offer and go to somebody else. Yeah. Oh, be prepared at that first one, at that first counter, have your like best, you know, this is what I really want, but be realistic about what you want. Don't, yeah. Like don't ask for the moon. You want to ask for more than you want to ask for more, but you know, know your industry well enough and know your market well enough to know what's too much. Right. Right. Um, I had a person, you know, hourly position paid $15 an hour. She asked for like 20 or 21. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, just, you know, I, if you if you ask for something that's like way out of the realm, I'll be like, yeah, no, we it's not do realistic. That. Yeah, do did <laughs> in other words, do your research. Like, look for what the average salary is for right. for the job in that market where you're right. working. Like, you know, if if in New York where I work and live, it's going to be higher than Dallas or Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. look look at. The, <laughs> Look at the competitive pay for, again, that salary. You can easily Google that information and then that will tell you what's too high or not. And like you said, if you're, you're not probably not going to come in way above market. Right. Uh, but a lot of it depends on your experience too. Um, and, so, and so a lot of times online, they'll have a range. And if you, if your experience is high, then just know that high end of the range is probably as high as you're going to be able to go. And maybe you can compensate with some bonus money or some, you know, right. because again, there's multiple ways that your package can be put together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, do your research, do your research. So know what, like, like know what your industry pays in your market. That way, when you do ask for more, which is okay, um, you know, you'll be within that, that industry range. Right, 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 right. So, um, so again, one one question I was going to ask you is, is countering a turnoff to the company? It sounds like no counter offering is okay. Um, the other thing I was going to say, it just left my mind. Let me see if it comes back. Um, oh, it has to do with what you said about really, even before you get to the offer stage, really know what your the lowest thing you would take and what mm-hmm. you're looking for. Kind of know that range going in. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even in the first interview, I was actually asked this uh, this week because I'm running um coaching circles with of folks that are looking for jobs and we have it's free of charge and uh we there's questions that come up and the there's about four or five people we have so far every week and the peers the peers provide their experience and counsel to help you through questions around your job search or navigating a career change and the question came up if I'm asked because I think it's a second a first or second interview and the question came up, if I'm asked about salary expectations, what should I say? So um, I want to ask you first, and then I'll, I'll share my two cents. Well, I think, um, number one, again, that's why you need to know what the industry salary range is, because you don't want to go way above that. Let's say the industry range is anywhere from, um, I'm just making this up, 60 to 85. And based on your experience, you know, you want, um, 80, right. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want 80,000. So when you, when, if you get asked that question, you're saying, well, I'm looking somewhere, somewhere in the, you know, uh, low to mid eighties. That's what I want. Cause that's what you want. Now, if that's the range of the, of the position, you say, I want 90, then they're going to be looking like, well, we can't afford you. Right. right? So 
ask for what you want, but make sure it's within the range. That's what yeah. I would say. Or, yeah. or tell them what you want, but make sure it's, it's within the range. Yeah. I like that answer. I say, do your homework. Cause, and I say that because there's a lot of people that are changing careers, changing mm-hmm. industries because of the reality of the world. There's so many people that have been laid off or furloughed. And I, again, the, most of the people that I am working with uh, either as clients or in these coaching circles, like I said, which are free, um, they are pivoting their careers. And so they're doing something completely different. And so that um, research, I think, is important. Um, and a, a lot of times people want to make what they made. And a lot of times that's not realistic sometimes because you, yeah. if you moved up with a company and you were there for several years and you were at the top of the range and then all of a sudden you have to do something different and transfer your skills. To your point, I think it's a, such an important point. You want to be realistic. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, do the research and then you can also say, you know, I recognize, you know, that, you know, what the, the role you know, my, the range might be, I'll be honest with you. I was making blah, blah, blah. It's okay to throw that out there. I just sure. know and say, but you know, I think the, what I would be looking for is between X and Y. Mm-hmm. That's how I would position it. And a lot of times they ask those questions in the beginning, just to see if they need to move forward. If, if it's makes sense for you and them to move forward. So that's exactly. why I would, really be careful in terms of how you answer that question because they may say are you still interested Mm -hmm. and I think that's a lot of times like I said why they ask that question early on and Mm -hmm. it's fine for you to share but just be politically correct with it and and realistic do your research again it's okay to say you know I'm making a transition I was making this but this range would be appropriate for me and then they may say well I'm gonna be honest with you the maximum is we could pay is this are you okay with moving forward and and if that's not realistic for you and it would just be no question that you could live with that salary I'll ask you this question. Do you think it, the person should proceed to see what might happen? If they're, the salary is something they can't live with. If the salary is just not in the range that they want. Yeah. I don't, and they I think don't, that, and they think that they might be able to negotiate it if they get the offer. Cause they're not even at an offer yet. No, I don't. I, I it, it, you know, if you want to go through the interview for the practice and see what happens, you can. But what I've found with people that, um, if, if it's not the salary they want, the salary they can live with, let's say they're transitioning or whatever, mm-hmm. usually they won't stay. Usually, you know, even if they get the job and they take the job at that lower salary, they're always looking yeah. for, for that, for that something else. And usually they don't stay long at that position. So I would say, you know, probably best to go on and find what you really want and not just take something, not unless you, I mean, you know, everybody's situation is different. Sometimes people have to take stuff because they need to take stuff. I get that. Um, but normally what happens if somebody takes something at a lower range, they're always looking for that something else and that next, and they usually don't stay very long. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes people might think, well, maybe I can negotiate it on the back end. I know what, this is what I'm being told, but okay, that's fine. But if they like me enough, maybe I can negotiate once I get a formal offer. That's a, that's a big yes. <laughs> that's a, no, no, no. That's why I'm asking. Do you think that that's, that's something that people should no. take a chance and do? I mean, people usually don't go out, uh, companies usually don't go outside their range unless it's just, you know, you, you unless you're just like somebody really extraordinary. Mm-hmm. If they told you that was the max of the range and that's what they offer you, they may go a little bit outside of that, but they're, I, I doubt it. Yeah. I really well, doubt it. I would, my, budget. 
my yeah, response, I get that, but my response to that would be if if you let if you okay, if you are okay with that salary, because probably most of the time they're not going to go out of that range. Maybe mm-hmm. you can negotiate a sign-on bonus. You know, if that's something you'd be okay with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think it's up to the individual. Uh, to, to your yeah. point, what you're um, what you're comfortable with. But have you seen where um, they will, of course, go at that max, but that they might throw in a bonus? No, <laughs> no. Okay. No, not really. I mean, I, I, I think it might be the level of the position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they might, let me take that back. And some things they'll, they'll throw in things like, you know, if, if it's a job that you have to move, they'll give you so much money to move or they'll th- this. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Okay. It depends on the role. It depends okay. on the role. Right. I'll just say it's on the role. Right. So it depends on the role. And I, I also go back, going back to the original question, I think it depends on you too. Like you might want to get the interview experience that might be helpful um, if that range is not appropriate to you or if it's something you really like, you might even change your mind. Let's say right. you end up really, really like, oh my God, this is an opportunity that I think would be really helpful in my career. And maybe you might change your mind in terms of what that salary range might be. So mm-hmm. I say, just be cautious before you just say, no, I don't want to proceed because you never know what you might learn. Another opportunity could even come up in, as you're yeah. interviewing. Um that might be a better match for you. So I don't know. I think it depends on the individual, but I'm, I would just be cautious about just completely saying no, unless you just realize like, this is not a fit. I'm not even interested in the role. And I would say, don't not proceed just because of the salary. Don't don't let that be the only reason that you say that you don't go on to the next step. No, that's true, Angela. Cause one, you know, one thing I think about as you were talking is I've had it happen where, you know, we would interview a person for the role and maybe like you said, the salary's not right or it's just not right or something. Not, it's not right. But we like the person. We'll be like, you know, this role we don't think is right for you, but we do think that this role is right for you. So that has happened. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, after thinking about it, it's like, yeah, go ahead and go go through with the interview process. Like you said, because you never know what would happen. It right. might be like, because the HR person be like, you know, I interviewed this person, I, I, but they weren't right for this. It really wasn't their salary range. But, you know, we know this position is opening up in like two weeks. And I think they'd right. be great. That is right. That and the timing, you never know the timing of the next interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's like, well, I don't know if this is the right range for me. For me, again, again, like I said, just don't let salary be the only reason that you don't exactly. proceed with the next interview. Exactly. You're, okay. you're, you're right. I changed yeah. my mind. no it's interesting to hear our different perspectives like I I personally would just to see if if I thought it was a position that I was interested in I would just kind of see where it goes and I still may say no if 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 the if nothing changes or the range is not right or I can't negotiate anything better I would think I could maybe negotiate something that would be acceptable for me if they threw in a little bit extra Mm -hmm. but that's that's just my that's my thing that's my take Mm -hmm. on it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, one other question um, I have about negotiation, since we're talking about the power of negotiation. So what if you have someone who says, I'm not good at negotiation? Um, how do I develop the skill when it comes to my career? Like, like for the person that says, I would be mortified to, to counter offer, <laughs> or that just makes me so uncomfortable. What, what would you say to that person? Well, that person is me. So um, <laughs> let me talk to myself. Because I, I do, I, I get more to, and, and look, I'm an HR, so, you know, it, it happens to everybody. Right. Um, 
but I get, I do, I get mortified when I do that. Um, but I would have to say, this is one of those situations where you have to be afraid and do it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when, so for me, this is just as Terry, this is how I would do it. Again, I'd be prepared. I would know what the salary range was for this position that I wanted. And this is what I did. And, um, I, almost, I had, I wrote out the script, you know, because, you know, usually you're talking on the phone to somebody when they're making you the offer. So you're not looking at them face to face, but mm-hmm. my script was like, you know, um, first, like, let me think about it. So I don't have to answer right away. Like you said, and then you kind of compare and think about what you want and you go back and ask me, say, you know what? Um, I was really looking for this in, in terms of salary, or I was really mm-hmm. looking for this in terms of vacation or whatever. And I wrote it out and I just kind of read it and, and it might've sounded awkward and it might've sounded clunky or clumsy, but I really got out what I wanted, but my heart was beating like a race car the whole time I did it. Mm-hmm. But it's like I said, like I said, you know, HR kind of expects it. So you have to kind of think about that. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Do it mm-hmm. afraid. Just, just do it. And the only way you do it is if you, it, to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like you know, nothing <laughs> until you just do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I like that. Like just do it afraid. Um, I think too. Like you just. D- practice is what's going to help you to feel more comfortable. And that's why I like your advice, do it afraid, because if you don't do it, you're just going to keep continuing to hide behind your fears. Mm-hmm. And negotiation is so important. I mean, not just negotiating salary, but negotiating a new role for yourself. But I mean, maybe there's, you're in a situation where you've been doing a role for a while, you want to do something different. I don't see anything wrong with talking to your boss about, you know, I've, um, done, been in this role for X years. And in order to develop my skills, um, I'm really looking for this in terms of my long-term career. And I want to talk to you about what that might look like and having, mm-hmm. having a, a solution in place. Maybe it's creation of a new position. Maybe there's a new, another role that you're interested in, but I think you just have to really know your worth and right. um, be connected to your worth. And aren't you worth Aren't you worth it? If you want more, aren't you worth uh, developing the skills to negotiate to get what you deserve and what you want? Like, mm-hmm. why sell yourself short? That sucks. Like, who wants to yeah. do that? Right. So um, I, I, that's why I say do it afraid. Step out there. And and again, yep. I think it's a lot of it aligns to really knowing your worth and um, what value you bring to the organization, because it's not just about them. Don't put them all in control of your life and what, <laughs> what it is you want out of life, you know, ask. And, and again, if you don't ask, you will never know, yeah. as you said in the beginning, whether it's a promotion, whether it's another role, whether it's getting experience. And that's why I think it's important to have um, conversations with your, your boss about your career and what you're looking for your career and seeing how they can support you in that. And don't let it be a surprise to your boss, what you want. Uh, Because to me, that's also a part of negotiation. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's really good. Um, And, and um, you know, when, when you were talking, it just made me think of, you know, like we negotiate all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I think about when you buy a car, you're usually negotiating, you buy a car and I hate doing that too. So, I mean, I'm one of those people that I don't like to do that. And, um, but, you know, I think about the words that Angela says, you got to know your worth, you know, and you gotta, you got to, um, you know, be proud of what the, of the things that you've done and that you've accomplished and 
be willing to ask for what you want. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like you have to give yourself a little, I have to give myself a little pep talk before I do it. You do whatever you have to do to say, you know what, I'm worth this. Let me, I at least need to go try for it. You know, I can't mm-hmm. just sit back and just take whatever they give me. Right. Let me just go and lease. I, I, there's no, there's no harm in asking. Just Not ask. Not at all. Not at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. So another question is, when should I use my negotiation skills? And I think we already gave a few examples of that when you're negotiating a salary, when you're negotiating a promotion or a change in role, uh, when you're negotiating different situations in work that you feel like aren't right. Um, maybe it's rearranging who owns what on the project. I mean, it's so it comes up it can come up in so many different situations. And that's, this is why we're spending time on it because if you want to be successful in your career, if you want to achieve phenomenal results in your career, these are some things that, um, these are some skills that you will want to develop. And um, in terms of best practices, best practices, I think first it's about knowing what's important to the other person knowing what's important to the other person. So um, for example, this person's hiring for a job. It's important that they fill the role, as you said, <laughs> Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so really that's knowing that that's, that that's what they want and just kind of assess like what they've said in the past, like the, who they're looking for, the type of person they're looking for, because you kind of want to know where you stand as well. And it's only so much you can know about that when you are uh, being offered a job. And then just keeping in mind what's going to be a win-win, what's going to be a win for you and what's going to be a win for them. You don't want to make it just about yourself, but mm-hmm. position it in a way where the other person sees what's in it for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good, Angela. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so for instance, um, let's say you are looking to be promoted and <laughs> you want to talk to your boss about that. Um, think about what's important to them. What what are some key words that they focus on all the time? Uh, maybe it's um, ensuring efficiency for the department. Maybe mm-hmm. it's cutting cost. Uh, maybe it's exposure. I don't, I don't know. I'm just totally making that up. But when you are thinking about, let's say, having a conversation about being promoted, saying you can leave with, well, I know XXX is important to you. And I've been thinking about that. and. Um, and also thinking about kind of where I want to go in my career. And I think that um, in order to ensure that we keep uh, X, X, and X front and center, that we should consider this. <laughs> you know, I'm just, t- I'm just totally making this up off the top of my head. But really, as you share your story, it's almost like building a business case building a business case that will uh, align to what's important to the person that you're talking to. Um, so don't forget about what's important to them when you're sharing your business case. I'm trying to think of a good example, but do you have any more to add to that? And maybe I can think of a good example that might be helpful. No, I think, I mean, that's, that's like, that's really good advice. Um, I really don't have anything to add to that. I think okay. that's really good. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to think of an example of that were really life example that I could uh, think of, but again, let's say, um, Let's say again, like maybe, maybe um, efficiency, efficiency and cutting costs is important to your leader. Um, and then you see when you look across the department, some opportunities for more efficiency. And um, maybe uh, your proposal is to um, maybe this part, maybe we have 
a role for this, a role for that, and a role for this. And this is how the, the, these three roles, I'm just totally making this up, uh, will help with our efficiency in our department. And this is how it will help us to co- cut costs. Now, if mm-hmm. we had this role, this is what I b- would bring to this. And this is what I would make sure happens to support efficiency. That's just an example of how that conversation might go. Mm-hmm. You can fill mm-hmm. in the blanks with anything that uh, makes sense in terms of what's important to your leader, what's important to your organization. Think about what's important for your organization too. Maybe your organization is really focused on three key things to uh, for the year. You can connect to that as well. And I think that's a way that you can negotiate. It's just like if you're negotiating um, for a car, like you were saying, the mm-hmm. important thing for the salesman is to get the uh, sale of course, at the highest cost, <laughs> but, right. uh, you know, position it from the perspective of, well, if you throw in this then you get the sale and I'm happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? no, you're right. And then you, when I think about a car, you think about that scenario, you know, um, and I don't know how many people can do this, but if you can pay cash, cash talks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you can do it, do it in cash. Be like, look, you can walk out with, let's say I'm just throwing out a number $30,000 today. Give me that car. We're done. Right. Right. You know? So if you have that kind of skill set mm-hmm. that you can um, like, it, it, and I think now, you know, we're, we're such an analytical society. If you have those analytical skill sets that you know that department needs, you'd be like, you know what I can, you know, I can do this. And like to improve efficiency, I can create this for the department, this for the department, this for the department, you know, if you create this role for me or whatever, that mm-hmm. could be one of those things. You know, if you have that skill set that they need and they're like, oh my gosh, if we lose so-and-so, it's, it's going to be over. Exactly. And that's so. the thing, know your worth, because mm-hmm. if you, let's say your boss really values you and, and losing you would be a big problem. Having that conversation, you might, you might have some ground, even if you don't get the role, you can might be, sometimes they will offer like a bonus to just, mm-hmm. just to keep you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, opening up the conversation lets them know that you are antsy and kind of want something different. And again, they may, and I've seen it happen because I I work in HR as well, not in the same capacity as Terry, but I've seen where it's like, oh, let's, let's give some, them some money. Cause we, cause they, they have conversations about, um, who's a risk of leaving. And so having a conversation like that and your name comes up in a talent review where they're discussing talent, things like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, they already talked about that. They want this other role. Oh, well, then they'll rate you as a risk of loss. And again, they do random sometimes Mm -hmm. bonuses, increases and things like that. So Mm -hmm. that's why I say know your worth. Yep. That's that's very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen quite a bit. Me too. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But again, Mm -hmm. going back to the sales, car salesman, it's like, well, I know you want the sale and I know I want such and such. So how about we... (laughs) You know, that's just... Exactly. That's just going back to consider what's going to be a win for the other person. Don't just focus on yourself. You're going to be a lot better off considering that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's all I had. Anything you want to... Anything else you want to add about the power of negotiation? Um, you know, the only thing I would say, it's a very important skill to, to uh, build. That's a good muscle to build, the mm-hmm. power of negotiation. Build that negotiating muscle. And it's not, for some of us introverts, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But again, this is one of those times you just need to do it, do it afraid. And um, as you keep doing it, you'll get better at it. Yeah. Sometimes I think too, it's not 
um, like it's like for an introvert, it might be difficult, but even for an extrovert, it might be a little difficult because <laughs> people don't want to come across as salesy or call it too much or whatnot. But it, it's like it's really just having a conversation. And I have in business, I I struggle with it honestly. It's just like mm-hmm. so, what's the price? And it's like you say it over and over again, just like saying it more than once is going to make a difference. Right. And a lot of times you're just rambling because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> saying this. I struggle with it in, in a lot of capacities as well. Uh, not necessarily with the salary negotiation, but um, I might I might struggle with it in terms of uh, a promotion, but I don't know. Actually, I, mm, I don't know. I think it just depends. I think it depends. <laughs> but when it comes to sales, that's where I struggle with it because yeah. I don't want to come across as salesy. So I'm actually very intentionally working on just, it's like, just, I heard somebody say, just put it out there and be done with it. Like say what you have to say and stop talking. Cause sometimes people keep talking <laughs> to make exactly. it feel better. See, stop talking. Like, why are you still talking? Right. <laughs> Silence is a, silence is okay. Don't, don't, right. Get, get comfortable with silence. It's okay. Say what you yeah. have to say. You know, it, it was nervous for you, nerve wracking. Like say what you got to say. And then like you said, be quiet. Right. And I had a coach to tell me that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm working on that. People, you know, we're Terry and I are coaches. I have coaches too. To me, that's, I do too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. And it's like, I, I have things that I have to work on as do we all. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, that's why we're here to share our perspective. Again, like I said earlier, check check me out on dreamlivingcoach.com. We have another, we have an event coming up. Um, I, I should have mentioned that on the last episode, but it's called our Sip and Dream. And it's uh, focused on um, goal setting and vision boarding. So if you are a person who has set your goals for 2021, maybe you're not as on track as you want to be and you need some support. That's what we're going to be talking about in our Sip and Dream on March the 13th at, what did I say, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So I'll make sure to put some information there in the show notes. Uh, Check out my latest blog. It talks all about it. You can sign up. Um, But again, we're here to support you in in career, but also in life. And that's what that um, event is all about. We're doing so many things, I tell you. I have the coaching (laughs) circles. We're doing the coaching clients. And so, um, and I know, Terry, you've got some things coming up in terms of um, coaching and we're going to have an offering after the sip and dream. So you don't want to miss our episodes. I'm telling you, we have a lot (laughs) going on and it's all to serve and to benefit you. So um, without further ado, thank you so much for listening. Terry, thank you for being my guest. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I can't wait till we do the next one. Okay. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.